Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We're the home for the Richmond Flying Squirrels who are back in town. And they have their final homestand of the season beginning tonight. You can head out to the Diamond and check out the Squirrels all week. Or you can tune into the game with Trey Wilson and Blaine McCormick right here on 910 The Fan. We'll talk to Parney at 1245, find out what kind of promotions they've got for this week. So we're back here on a Tuesday after a long Labor Day weekend. Zach, you made it back into the booth here? Whew. Yeah. That was a doozy. Yeah. You, you used the word bender. It's probably appropriate. Yeah. Well, you definitely I, needed Monday. Your voice is sounding a lot better now than it did about 15 minutes ago. Some more coffee. Some more coffee. Yeah. yeah. You're you're woken up. You're fired up. Have you dove into the Panthers' schedule yet? Are you ready no, for NFL? No. You're still worried about hockey free agency? I have No. That, I have put that to bed. Okay. So now I have Mingo's on my fantasy team. He's on the bench. He's a stash. <laughs> okay. I don't have any other Panthers. <laughs> Um, Do you but, try to have one Panther? Because I try yeah. to have one Skins player every year. And my buddies expect me to get a Panther because I do the Panther growl every time I draft a Panther player. They yeah. get a kick out of that, too. So it's very authentic. Awesome. So yeah. I've got my fantasy draft tonight um, for my homies, and we also have our Odyssey fantasy draft tonight oh, as well. Is that going to conflict? Are uh, you going to have to go auto? I yeah, I'm, no, I'm not going to go. If we... If I win auto, kick me off the show. Seriously. If you're a sports radio host and you do auto draft, you don't deserve to have a show. So how do you stagger that? You just go later with One's going to begin at 7.30. One's going to begin at 8.30. And there I will go. have one open on a laptop, one open on a computer screen. All right, so separate devices. Uh, but I'm fired up. I'm ready for fantasy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a ton of mock. As soon as we get off the air today, I'm going to be gonna mocking mock it? it up. Really? I'm going to mock it up like like an right. mf'er. I'm just going to keep mocking. And two leagues for you? Is yep. that all? Two leagues. I was going to be in a third league. The homies from VCU had to have a vote. They voted to not have AWOD in. They thought it was an oh, unfair advantage how many to teams? have a sport. One guy was hyping it up to have a sports radio host on, and they yeah. were like, we could call into the show. They had a league <laughs> vote, and they they vetoed. Out. They out. vetoed. Oh. Yeah. it was the, the vote was, are you in or out on AWOD? They said two. out. You got you got your homies league, and then you have your work league. Yeah. That's fine. That was, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I told them I don't really need a third league. You're in league. 10 leagues. I don't believe you, and you're right. not that cool. Third league, it's like the charity league. You know, you pay five yeah. bucks. You're not really checking. Exactly. All right. Let's go around the NFL here with NFL hits. One minute. There we go. All right. So, Cooper Cup, the wide receiver for the Rams, is now seeing a specialist for this hamstring injury, which has been ongoing now, and it is really making me worried about the Rams this season. In fact, I was talking to, I want to call her, her our our female NFL insider, Ginny. Right? I was talking downstairs, to Ginny, Ginny again downstairs. Yep. <laughs> we got to get her on. Right, we have to get her on. Yeah. I mean, she's so knowledgeable. Can we call her the NFL grandma, or is that... Said too much. <laughs> I don't know if she would take offense to that. Yeah, I mean, she's the sweetest lady in the world. Yeah. She told me she's out on the Rams. She thinks they're going to be terrible. She thinks they win maybe four games this year. Okay, I did not know that she was plugged in. Oh, she's more plugged in than anyone in the building besides myself. <laughs> she and, knows everything. And me. Well, maybe we not. might have to put her to the test with you. Okay, because she is she I'll is so plugged in. I'm not afraid. She, she is Actually, so plugged in. She she is uh, she's already said that she's taking the Commanders to win Week One. 
She's out on the Cardinals. She's out on the Rams. She thinks that uh, Matthews. She thinks that the Rams are actually tanking for Caleb Williams, who's in LA at USC right now, or in California, right? Uh, but here's the interesting thing. So we talked about it last week. Matthew Stafford doesn't know the names or faces of his wide receivers, yeah. right? His wife is speaking out for him in podcasts and saying that he needs Facebook, right? In my travels, I heard a couple promos for her podcast, and oh, I was like, no. Ugh. It, it, you know, it's getting some buzz now because ESPN with the headline, wife, right? That yeah. is, that's all they had to say. That's annoying. Stafford's wife speaking out. So he's not getting along with his wide receivers or his young tight end. Cooper Cup is now speaking with a specialist, I might be on the Jenny bandwagon. The Rams might be the second worst team in the NFL besides the Cardinals. Cam Akers, running back, okay. Yeah. So what? Tyler Higby, your show, buddy. Good luck. I mean, they just don't have enough talent there outside of Cooper Cup. I thought he was going to be the star this season, but if he's hampered Van with a hamstring. still there? <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of the Cardinals, I thought this was interesting. I mean, Coach Gannon's really shooting from the hip here. He named Kyler Murray, who's injured and out the first four weeks of the season on the pup list, a captain to start the season. The Cardinals are going to start their season with their captain not in uniform. How is that going to fire the team up? Maybe he'll show up to the building right. or something, or maybe he'll wa- just watch from He's home. He's probably going to watch from home. Yeah. He's going to have an earpiece in on the sidelines, but that's for Fortnite. It's not for the game. You know, <laughs> exactly. That's for Fortnite. I mean, are you kidding me? Um, how about two-time Pro Bowler Kyle Rudolph retiring after 12 seasons? Mm-hmm. He, was a, he was a Viking. Guy was good for a long Notre time. Dame boy. Yeah. All right. Every day on NFL Hits, we are doing a season preview. We've gone through quite a few teams. Last week, we ended with the New England Patriots. I believe I went 9-8, and eight, right? It was 8-9 and nine or 9-8, nine and eight, I think because it's Belichick and went above 500. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, uh, today, we're going to start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs. Now, this is not a team that I've been high on at all in the offseason. Uh, I am kind of a Baker guy. Like, I really like Baker Mayfield. Sorry. I liked him in college. Um, he didn't do anything throughout the preseason, but he's going to be QB1. He is the number one guy to lose his job in terms of uh, betting on that. Kyle Trask, the backup. Mike Evans still on the roster. He's their biggest weapon at wide receiver, but he's uh, dealing with an injury right now. They don't know if he's going to be ready for week one this weekend. Chris Godwin's a star, but he drops the ball so many times. Um, Cade Otten at tight end. Tristan Werps is a good left tackle for them. Cody Mock. Remember, he was the guy that lost his teeth. He was a first-round draft pick for them. He'll play right guard. Defensively, they still have Vita Vea. I love their linebackers with Devin White and Levante David. Shaq Barrett can get after the quarterback. Ryan Neal is now their starting safety. Antoine Winfield on the other side. I mean, you look at this defense, and it's kind of stacked. It's stacked, but nobody, like, Devin White's been trying to get out of Tampa Bay for two years now. Right. And Levante and David kind of took a step last back. Year for being motivated. Yeah. They're in shape. You know what I mean? This is a team that won the Super Bowl with the same guys on defense, and I don't know that they've gotten much better. In, sta- in fact, I think you could say they took a step back. Um, it's a it's a division that's up for grabs, though. All right? Remember, I can't pick the Carolina Panthers to win it because they have a rookie quarterback. I'm out on rookie quarterbacks this season. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, I think, are going to be better than people expect. Because Heineke will come in, do some magic. Desmond Ritter. I love B. John Robinson. I'm going to try to draft him in fantasy. So I picked the Falcons to go 7-10. and 10. The Saints, we went 9-8. and eight, And I'm going to 
Stick with the Saints having the top record. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I will go 6-11. and 6-11. And, and you know what? That might be a fired coach right there. That, that might be Todd Bowles. Bowles. Goodbye. Um, so that's my season preview for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to double up here on NFL Hits at 1215 on AWOD Radio. Let's talk a little Green Bay Packers. Mm. Zach, what do you think? NFC North here, Bears are probably going to build off of last year. Lions are going to build off of last year. Vikings are going to build off of last year. Packers, down. You got to think they're the bet for the basement, but yep, great O-line. Two awesome running backs, or I would say above average running backs. Yes, yes. Um, we'll see. Jordan Love is the big question mark there, but Are he's you, got weapons Well, too. what do you think of Jordan Love? Because I, I, I haven't really seen him. Right, that's kind of my take, because I haven't really seen him. I can't tell you if I'm in or out on him. I'm I'm just not a believer. I don't know if he's a mobile guy, if he's a pocket guy. I, I don't know. He's got so, Romeo Dobbs. Who else does he have? He's got Watson, who's really good. He's got Romeo Dobbs, who didn't really come on last year because they just fed Watson. Yep. So I don't know Jaden Reed. Uh, Dontavian Wicks on the roster, former UVA product. There you go. Um, and look, a tight end, Luke Musgrove. Uh, eh. You know, I, I look at this Green Bay Packers team, and I just I say, you had Aaron Rodgers last year. You're going to have a fall off with Jordan Love. All right? You had a win and you're in. You had a win and you're in. Last game of the season. This year you're going to have a lose, and you might have the first pick. <laughs> All right, we got the Cardinals, crappy for Caleb Love or Caleb Williams. You've Maybe got the, the Rams. Are in the there. Rams Maybe rowdy, the f- rowdy for the Rams to be terrible. Green Bay. I don't know what the alliteration was. Uh, gosh darn awful. <laughs> Green Bay. I'm going to go with the overall record for the Green Bay Packers. You know what? I I, sh- I should I should look at the schedule before I give out my prediction. On the road at Chicago, week two at Atlanta. Maybe they're one and one right there. New Orleans and Detroit. Maybe you're two and two couple wins here and there a lot yada 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 i'm seeing i'm seeing six and eleven i'm seeing six and eleven for the green bay yeah. packers not the worst record in in the nfl jordan love will win a couple games but six and eleven that's my official prediction right there and uh yeah it's hard for me to go above 500 with these teams that won seven eight games last year not the way detroit's coming on right and of course but minnesota a lot of one point Remember, games or one score kirk games is my mvp year. oh yeah so right. i'm a believer okay all right i'm adam epstein you're listening to awod radio here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 1051 fm matthew paris covers the commanders for the washington times he joins us next on the fan welcome back what up what up what up it's awod here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 fm our buddy Sam Fortier of the Washington Post had an interesting article about the Commanders game against the Cardinals. He says, it's by far the most winnable game. Arizona's new regime is tearing down the roster by trading away key pieces and cutting quarterback Colt McCoy, who was the presumed starter without Kyler Murray out with a torn ACL. The Cardinals have a new head coach and first-time offensive coordinator and will probably start journeyman quarterback Josh Dobbs, who they just traded for on August 24th. Washington was favored by eight points before Arizona cut McCoy, according to Unpredictable, and should become a steeper favorite. I do agree. It is by far the most winnable game on the schedule this season. That's the lead story on the Richmond Commander. All right, so this is a Washington team that in 2022 – Went eight, eight, and one. Eight, eight, and one. 
the additions they made in the offseason, the biggest one I keep pointing out, new offense coordinator, assistant coach, Eric Bieniemy. You now have a new quarterback in Sam Howell who did play one game last year. You have health on the defensive side of the ball. You have health on the offensive side of the ball with Brian Robinson Jr. not being shot this offseason. Simple as that. The man was bulletproof last year. Well, now he's going to be at 100%. The Sports Junkies discussed the floor and the ceiling for the Commanders this morning. I'll tell you what you said, they said, and then give you guys my take on the floor and the ceiling. The floor being, obviously, worst-case scenario. The ceiling being just a perfect season for the Commanders. So, uh, number one, the Junkies said... My floor is way lower. The Cardinals season were four and thirteen. The Bears were three and four. Three and fourteen with a lot of optimism with Justin Fields. If Sam Howell is a bust, we've seen it go spectacularly bad in last season of a coach, and it could go south quick. I think their floor is four wins. Cakes went on to say he thinks the floor is six. Bish agreed with six, and they went on to say that the ceiling would be nine or ten games. So I do think they're onto something with the floor. Obviously, if it goes south, Ron Rivera is going to be the first guy fired. Ron Rivera is predicted to be one of the first coaches fired this season. If this team at any point, I told you guys, gets a ninth loss, a ninth loss, I believe Ron Rivera is fired. So basically, what I'm saying is he can't be eight and nine. He was eight and one, eight eight and one last year. He's got to find a way to improve off that if he wants to keep his job. So, ceiling, I'm going to say ceiling would be 11 wins with this team. Everything goes right. Sam Howell looks the part. Terry McLaurin's healthy. Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson are stars. Uh, they combined to rush for over 1,000 yards and catch, fi- um, catch for 500 yards. Defense is elite. Chase Young shows up. Oh, Chase Young's hurt. Doesn't matter. Chase Young shows up and has, uh, you know, seven or eight sacks. Montez Sweat. Builds off of his 28 quarterback hits last year, which was top five, and gets eight or nine sacks. If the defense is elite, getting turnovers, offense can move the ball with the running game, and Sam Howell can find his weapons, I do think the ceiling is 11 wins. 11 and 6. But there's also a chance for the floor. There's a chance that Ron Rivera gets fired. There's a chance that Sam Howell is benched for bad performance. There's a chance Jacoby Brissett isn't very good either. I think the floor for this team, though, is still six wins. I just don't see how they make so many additions in this offseason. The offense is more creative. And the offensive line, they added two guys in the offseason. They added two guys in the draft. Should be decent. Should be at least as good as it was last season, even though it wasn't great. And the team went 8-8-1. So two steps back would be six losses. 6-11 and is my floor. I don't see them getting worse than that. You know, we look around the NFL. I did my predictions. Cardinals 3-14. and 14, Like, I think the Rams are going to struggle. The Bucks might not be good. All of those teams don't have the weapons that Washington has. And I think when you just look at the weapons, you have to say the floor has to be at least six games. And when you go through the schedule, it is the easiest week one game in the entire National Football League in the Arizona Cardinals and them starting quarterback Josh Dobbs. After that, it's a pretty good Road test against the Denver Broncos. I don't think you want Denver in the second half of the season when Sean Payton is able to resurrect Russell Wilson's career. But week two, after a disastrous first year in Denver, maybe you can steal a win on the road. Buffalo, I want them at the beginning of the season. I don't want them at the end of this season. 
And then you got Philadelphia week four on the road. We already won that game last year on the road. And so one of my favorite things about the schedule is I think the way that you play the teams early gives you a chance to make a run towards the final few games of the season. All right, let's start with week 11, November 19th against the Giants. That was a turning point game last year when you tied the G-Men. If it's a win this year, week 11, then you have some momentum for Thanksgiving against the Dallas Cowboys. And then you have the Miami Dolphins at home at the LA Rams. That's a win streak right there for Washington. I think you can beat Giants, Cowboys on Thanksgiving, Dolphins at home, and at the Rams. Before week 16, you travel to face off against the New York Jets. That could be an interesting game by that point. Either that team's star-studded or Aaron Rodgers is pissed off because they're not winning at all. Week 17 against the 49ers. And then, of course, we know the Commanders close their season at home against the Dallas Cowboys. And it could be a win-and-you're-in situation right there. I have, I just have this feeling we've seen it before over the last 20 years, three or four times we face off against the Cowboys, final week of the season, and the winner is represented by the NFC East in the postseason. So Dallas and the NFL love scheduling Dallas against Washington late in the season. I actually love it this year because I think that by that point, Dak Prescott might be not uh, the backup quarterback. Mike McCarthy might be out of a job. Micah Parsons... Uh, might be trying a new position, you know, because he's just so upset that he's not leading the league in, in sacks. And um, I think there's going to be dysfunction in Dallas. And, look, if there's Cowboys fans listening and you think I'm wrong, you can chime in, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. NFL Network had a good discussion this morning about who they believe will make it into the postseason, and, and Jamie Erdahl, so she replaced Kay Adams. We all know I love Kay Adams, probably because her last name is Adams, but also she is awesome talking NFL, and she actually came to the commander's training camp. Well, she no longer works for NFL Network. They replaced her with Jamie Erdahl. Well, take a listen to this. I am now all in on Jamie Erdahl. Roll the clip. Seahawks shooting back into the postseason. Pete Carroll. You're a great coach. You're so fun. I think they got better. Uh, I don't understand why they continue to be under the radar. Great running back, great wide receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigwa is talented. He's hurt right now, but 18 weeks. They can do this. They can make it in. I'm sorry you won't be able to host one, but. All right, Jamie, let's do the thing. No Cowboys, no Saints, no Giants, no Giants, no Bears. No Bears. I love the North. Mm -hmm. I love the West, Mm -hmm. but I already have two teams in from the West. What do you got? No! Over the Giants and Cowboys. Jamie has the Commanders in the postseason. There's a reason why. I had this pick already, but we learned something about the quarterback of the Commanders earlier today on this show. Please, Jahan Dotson, tell me why you didn't make it in the postseason again. Man, I'm 100% on the Sam Howell bandwagon. Man, a silent killer. Uh, That's what I call and then scrap him. AFC. Yes. There he is. John, a silent AFC. killer. Let's go. I don't care that he doesn't eat chicken. I don't care that he doesn't eat steak. Sam Howell, you are a silent killer. Commanders, you are in the NFC That's wild awesome. card right, in no the cowboys, playoffs. No How about that? No cowboys, no, no, no giants. Mix, Jamie. I no like cowboys, it. no giants. All right. I start again. It's just like.
so there we go. So the first national reporter to pick the commanders in the postseason. Everyone's going to be doing their picks this week. Jamie Erdahl of NFL Network. You know what? She's welcome on my show anytime. Zach, I'm sure you have her information. Let's get Jamie Erdahl on the program. How about that? Yeah, I was watching that show. It's a great show. It is. I mean, if you're not working that day. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... McCourty uh, picked your boy, uh, the the new cornerback, the rookie for oh, Emmanuel Forbes, rookie of the year. Really? Yeah. So that whole show is just all in on the they Commanders. Like they like him. Did they have Ron Rivera on the show or something? No. Is there something going on behind the scenes? No, Why the, did they love the Washington? short white guy likes Carolina for some reason? Oh, Kyle Kyle yeah, Brandt. Kyle, Kyle yeah. likes the Panthers. He's got that guy's got Moxie. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, God, that guy. There's a reason he's on TV. He gets everyone fired up. Um, so how about that? The Commanders into the postseason, according to Jamie Erdahl. If if the commanders are in the postseason, it's because the entire country knows Sam Howell as slinging Sammy, and he's throwing for 300 yards per game because you know this defense is going to be good. If the offense can hold its own, the commanders will win eight or nine games, maybe 10, my ceiling's 11, and get into the postseason. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. So we talk about the additions to the roster this season, right? Obviously, Emmanuel Forbes, who we just mentioned there, they picked him to be Rookie of the Year, the cornerback out of Mississippi State. You have Quan Martin on the offensive side of the ball. You have Cole Turner because he was injured last year. I'll give you guys my prediction For the commander who will be most improved, who was on the roster last season. That's coming up next on The Commander's Corner. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new Sports Radio 910. The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Got you covered on both ends of the dial here in Richmond, Virginia. 910 AM, 105.1 FM. And available around the country on the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app today for free. It's the best app out there for music, play-by-play. You can hear the Commanders games here at Odyssey Richmond and Sports Talk. It gives you the ability to pause the program, run some errands, rewind, and pick up right where you left off. Joining us right now, as he does Tuesdays at 1.30 to run around local sports in Richmond, Virginia, it's Lane Casadante. What's going on, Lane? Hey, Adam. How are you? Doing pretty good here. So, you know, I love to start uh, the segment by asking you, what is the biggest sports story in your world today? Today? Well, there's two, actually. It was uh, uh, Tony Elliott is speaking right now in Charlottesville ahead of Saturday's home game against James Madison. And there's um, a handful of storylines surrounding that game. Um, it's their first home game of the year. It's the 500th game in Scott Stadium history, but it's the first home game since last fall's shootings on campus uh, ended that season, uh, and they lost the lives of three teammates. So uh, they are going to be honoring the three teammates that they lost with their families on the field before the game. Um, And also there's a question of whether or not their starting quarterback will play. Tony Musket. Uh, reportedly separated his left non-throwing shoulder after he was sacked against Tennessee. And Tony Elliott just said he is day-to-day. They are working on his range of motion. They're going to try to get him to go for Saturday, but if he cannot, they will have to go with um, their freshman. that uh, Anthony Calandria. Anthony Calandria, yeah. They will have to go with him uh, after he finished the game 
on uh, on last Saturday. Yeah. Lane, there's so many storylines in this game, so let's go through a few of them. Am I right that the two teams haven't faced each other in 40 years? That's 1983, the last time. Yes, they faced each other three times, and I believe it was 81, 82, and 83, or 79. Between, you know, uh, like a four- or five-year period, they faced each other three times. Uh, JMU has one win, uh, and UVA has won twice. But, yeah, the last time they played was in 1983. And then the other storyline is UVA's quarterback controversy. Oh, wait, JMU has their own as well because they made a change in the middle of their first game against Bucknell. Yeah, Jordan McLeod came in and uh, finished up through for, I think, 144 yards and two touchdowns. Now, they were going to beat Bucknell anyway, but the offense was uh, a little stagnant. It's interesting. My son is a a sophomore up at JMU, and his roommate went to the game, and we were asking his roommate, how'd the game go? Because I, I was at the Richmond game all day Saturday. I didn't see anything from JMU, and his roommate said, oh, they didn't look very good. They won by 35 points, but they didn't look very good. The offense was sluggish, and head coach Kurt Signetti admitted, and the the name of the the quarterback that they started the game is escaping me, but he admitted that the moment might have been too big for him. And uh, and you don't hear coaches admit that very often, but uh, McLeod is going to start this Saturday against UVA as a little more experienced. Uh, played at Notre Dame, and JMU is a touchdown favorite on the road at UVA this Saturday. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the biggest storyline that I was going to get to right there, which is the fact that JMU's favored. I, I mean, it's just wild. But I will say, I do feel like if you have been paying attention inside the state of Virginia over the last five years, you kind of understand it. I mean, that JMU program has been on fire, and now they, they made the jump to the next level and had a solid season. And the UVA program, it just feels like it's getting worse and worse every year right now. Well, and it, like you said, exactly. If you have not been paying attention, you're going to look at that line and say, wait a minute, they got that backwards. Yeah. Um, but those of us who have been watching both programs, it's not much of a surprise. Um, UVA's got a lot of questions. It's going to be a really emotional day. Um, and not necessarily the kind of emotion that can translate it. You know, they're going to want to go out and play for their, their fallen teammates and their families, and they're going to be motivated, but it's a different kind of emotion. Um, they're hoping that the stands are going to be packed. I think there's probably going to be a lot of purple and gold in the stands on Saturday. Harrisonburg is only about an hour and 15 minutes. There are all kinds of JMU fans that, you know, will be coming from Central Virginia to go watch the game. So it's going to be a very, very odd home opener for UVA, given everything that's surrounding this particular game. Lane Casadante with us here on the Hadeen Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. All right, Lane, let's do a little high school football rundown here in Richmond, Virginia. What were your biggest takeaways? My biggest takeaway was that half of our top 10 poll from last week lost. Uh, Now you have games like where Verina lost to the defending state champs in class six and came back in the second half and made that a one score game. You have losses like Manchester who went toe to toe with Highland Springs and made them look dirty as head coach Lauren Johnson called it. Um, Not dirty in the way that they played, but just coach called it a dirty performance and a dirty game because it wasn't clean um, and he didn't, he, you know, they, he feels that his springers, even though they won and they're undefeated so far, they still have a lot to clean up before they get ready for the rest of their season. Uh, and then you have 
Teams like uh, Mills Godwin is 2-0, and which is a little bit of a surprise with their new head coach. Douglas Freeman is 2-0. and um, Dinwiddie has bounced back from their first loss on the road uh, in Ohio, and they put up at least 50 points on their next two opponents. So it was interesting that half of that poll lost, uh, and I only think one team fell out of the top 10 this week. I think it was Elsie Bird who got shut out by Thomas Dale and Benedictine entered the poll at number eight uh, after a really, really, a really good win for them going down to Western branch uh, who knocked Manchester out of the class six playoffs last year and a resounding victory down in Tidewater for uh, Benedictine and the cadets. Lane, I always like to go on to Richmond.com. Our buddy Zach Joaquin puts together a good recap, and he lets everybody vote on their high school football player of the week. Who would you give it to it this week? Oh, who were his options? I haven't. He tweeted it out. Yeah, George George Lovelace, Jack Callahan, Jacob Zoller, uh, Malachi Madden, Zamarian Mason, uh, Carson Smith. I tell you what, um, I think. Jack Callahan was 23 of 25 or 26. He yeah. threw for, I think, 350 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. And as, as, as Frank Beamer used to tell us all the time, that's hard to do against air, <laughs> let alone against an opponent. So uh, even though we called a lot of those names last Friday night, I would probably have to lean in uh, Callahan's direction. All right, let's move over to the NFL. Season begins on Thursday. Before we get to the Commanders, who do you like in the National Football League this year? Are you in on the Jets and Aaron Rodgers? Not yet. Um, <laughs> I know, you know, I, I don't want to bet against Aaron Rodgers because he's done it so many times. He's a three-time MVP, right? Yeah. I think. Um, so I don't want to bet against someone like him. And I think the Jets are going to be a better team. Uh, I'm ju- just not sure. I'm not going to put him in the Super Bowl just yet. And now let's talk a little Washington Commanders. They begin their season Sunday against the Cardinals. And, and I read a line from Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. It doesn't get any easier this season for the Commanders. They have to win week one. And they should because they're playing a team that they may have been favored against anyway, even with Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray is not going to play. So they're going to get a backup quarterback that has only been in the, in the program, you know, maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah. So the commanders should absolutely be favored. And yes, if there was ever a must win game in week one, it's this one, not for the potential playoff scenario that it could bring up later on down the season, but just for the fact that, you know, the momentum is rising with this organization, with the new ownership fans are coming back. They're going to want to dip their toe in the water. And if they do it on week one, then you're going to want to give them something to come back and watch more often throughout the season. They, I, I agree. I think they absolutely have to and should win this game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I even think that they would have been favored with Carson Wentz still as the starting quarterback. But yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. But you, you make a great point. If they win week one, all of a sudden they come back for the Buffalo game. And then they're coming back for the Bears or the Eagles. And all of a sudden there could be a home field advantage. It, they just need to start 1-0. Uh, and that's the most important thing. And you know what? They were 8 uh, 8 1 last year, right? Yeah. They could have a worse record this year, but you might feel better about them if you see the right things on the field that you want to see. If you see certain players progress, you can understand if, you know, injuries pop up again, which they always seem to with this team. But 
they could actually go seven and ten, but you might feel better about them because of what you see on the field. It's a long season. We're going to see a lot of ebbs and flows, especially with this team. They're going to be scrutinized like maybe never before, just in a different way, at least in this area. Um, but I think that overall as an organization, they're finally moving at least in the right direction, however incrementally. And I don't know that we've been able to say that for the last six or seven years. Follow Lane on social media at Lane CTV Sports, the sports director at WTVR, and check him out on Final Score Friday. Lane, thanks so much, man. Adam, thanks for having me. Have a great week. Yep, you're listening to AWOD on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. AWOD Radio. Every weekday from noon to 3 on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We like to, to make this the most interactive radio show possible. You can chime in 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You can tweet us throughout the show. If it's a good tweet, We'll read it on the air at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio. That's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. Show going pretty smooth today, Zach. It's probably because I had a chance to sleep for the first time. I mean, I had the greatest vacation ever. I've I, This is the first time in probably five years that I had five consecutive days in a row off. And I am relaxed, I'm refreshed, and I'm ready to crank it out for 18 weeks of the National Football League. Well, you're welcome, Adam. Well... You know, you are I the greatest take, boss on the planet. I needed to take my days, too. Yeah. And yeah. that's why you got your days. I did. I'm like, sorry, no show. I'm yeah. out. You know what? I made the most of it. <laughs> I, I was also on a, a binge drinking weekend. I mean, yeah. basically, Sames. Sames. I had no reason, especially like Wednesday night, I had no reason not to hit trivia at um, Three Notch. And uh, we did pretty decent. I, I learned for trivia, let my, my boy Tom cook. He was coming up with answers I'd never even heard of. Is that right? Have you ever heard of a, of a knot when you go sailing? Yeah, that's right? your that's your speed, right? Right, right, knots right. Per hour I whatever. didn't know what that was. And oh. he, that question had something. How many knots is this? He goes, 62 knots. The answer was 63. He got it right on the dot, basically. <laughs> it was unbelievable to is me. Is he rich? Does he, is no, he a boater? No, but he, he doesn't even read books, but he knew every book for the category. <laughs> it was unbelievable to me. Was One, he Googling? What no, do they do with no. phones? Dude, it's got to be a strict anti-phone policy. No, no, policy they do it then. on the phone, which I don't really like. Uh. So you put your answers on. Basically, you could cheat. There's no, But it's kind of like, uh, you know, just, just try not honor. to cheat. Scout's yeah. honor. Good call. Uh, but I was, like, looking at my buddy Tommy, and it was like I was watching uh, – and like, what is that movie where, uh, what's his name? Ben Affleck plays the accountant. A beautiful, oh, not a beautiful no, no, no. The count, is it just called the accountant where he's like a genius? Oh yeah. And I was watching my boy Tommy cook, and so one of the questions was, uh, we don't stop the fire, right? We, uh, we didn't start. The we fire. didn't start the fire. Mm. That was the category. Every question in that category, the answer was a line that he would say in the song. And so they come up with the question. I would watch my friend Tom close his eyes, and it was like he was reading through the lyrics. Yeah. He got every single question right for that category. Had a boy, Tommy Big Brain. It was awesome. So yeah. that was the best part of Wednesday. Thursday had a good night. Uh, Friday took it easy, uh, watched some football. And then Saturday, the boys uh, made our way out to River City Roll. You know, had to represent at River City Roll. They were having a nice uh, outdoor festival there. Uh, we love River City Roll because they hosted Football Fest. So had the pizza, met up with some friends there, had a few drinks, had a great time. And then late Saturday night, we went to bingo. And, Zach, I found the woman of my dreams. 
I, 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 we walk into bingo. I pointed it out to my friends. I was like, blue shirt, blue jeans, that's mine. Dibs. You called it. I called it. I thought I was going to never talk to her. No shot at never. Yeah. She, like, walked by me and, like, bumped into me, grabbed my arm. And I was like, oh, this is that's my perfect opportunity. Yeah. So I Excuse started a conversation. Me, you beast. Right, yeah. You know, oh, thank you for grabbing my arm. Yeah. Now I can feel something in my body. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to her for a second, and... It's going well. She like asked if I if I want to get a drink with her. I didn't even buy it. She bought her own drink. What? We're hanging out. She's dancing with me. Uh, you know, name where she's from. I'm I'm obsessed with this girl. Okay. All right. I I go to uh, this is my, I, maybe I screwed up because I I walked away. You left your post. I left my post. Her friends were kind of crowding us, and I was like, oh, she, maybe she just wants to be with the girls for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I went to go hang out with my friend, and the next thing I know, she is. I mean, she's doing the nastiest things to this one guy. I mean, she's uh, both both hands on the floor twerking. You know, what I mean, her butt's six feet in the air. I'm I'm like I'm losing my mind watching this. And so I, I see it's she's this, just very outgoing. I know man. it's this big guy with his big nose and his yeah. big biceps, his big traps, mm. and he was just bigger than me in every scenario possible. Okay, right. And so I don't know if she went home with him, but she did not go home with me. All right. Okay. That was Saturday night. So I'm a little upset. Go out Sunday. We went to Helen's. Sorry, Sorry about right. that. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, if you're, if you're going to play that sound every time I don't score, you're going to hear that a lot this season. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? I'm like the Owen 16 Lions offense. Um, Sunday, I go to Helen's. Have you been to Helen's? I it have is not. a It's a sick vibe. It's like, it's like if you ask someone, hey, what is Richmond like? I would say go to Helen's. Everyone's tatted up. It's hipster. Uh, cheap drinks. Uh, there's a great outdoor spot where everyone's smoking cigarettes. Even if you don't smoke, you're out there because it's a great vi environment. Is it in the it's in uh, no, it's in the fan. In the fan. Yeah, it's okay. right next to Three Monkeys. Okay, I'm sure you walked by there. Helen's, you can always know it's popping if you walk by and there's like a crowd outside. So we had a great time at Helen's. Talked to a few people. Then we went to District Five, which is like. I feel like you go to District 5 if you're just, like, so desperate to meet someone. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, District 5, I know a bartender that works there. She confirmed that they are the number one bar in Richmond for bathroom sex. Number one in Richmond. Oof. Now, that deserves like that. a ding. That, we, that, that deserves a ding. No, that's great. Number one in we Richmond. We had a place like that out in uh, Wrightsville Beach. Um, it was called Red Dogs. Yeah. Everybody called it Red Bumps. <laughs> Red Bumps, right. Yeah. So this was D5. All right, you know, All right. and D-bumps. Uh, yeah, D-bumps. So I'm there with a couple of my friends. We get some <laughs> drinks, and this girl is dancing, and she turns to me, and she smiles, and so I give her a wave. All right? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that this doesn't happen to me where someone turns and smiles, and my friend had just told me. He said, if you make eye contact with a girl and you don't talk to her, then you're a loser and you don't deserve to get any girls. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I'm drunk. She looked at me. That's my opportunity. So I go talk to this chick. It's going well. All right. You know, name, information. You know, if you get past the first step yeah. of name where you're from. You're getting digits. And you, and yeah, exactly. Right? She's pulling up her Instagram, trying to show me that she went to Puerto laughing. Rico with her They're friends. Laughing. Yeah. They're smiling. Everything's going well. Yeah. She goes to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, go meet with the boys again, yep. get another drink. So the guy from Saturday that stole my woman, big nose, big arms, big biceps, big, biceps, big hair. Mm-hmm. He shows up out of nowhere. 
He's talking to the exact same girl I was just talking to. He stole my lady two nights in a row. We, we found the villain of AWOD radio. We found anti-AWOD. He's Z-Wad. He is Z-Wad, yeah. I, I, how is that even possible? Like Z-Wad. One night I went out in Scott's Edition. The next night I go out in the fan, 12 blocks away, the same guy... Is blocking AWOD? The is, same exact guy. We have now identified, I have not, but you have identified your nemesis. Yeah, I went 0 for 2. That guy scored twice over the weekend. Maybe he didn't, though. Maybe, you never know. Maybe he stole I, uh, some other guy. I don't know. They dude. weren't smiling at me the way they were smiling at him. And it's yeah. so annoying because, you know, like, I want to say this guy's a little punk and I could beat him up and I'm better looking little. than him. But sound exactly. I just yeah. think he was, I just think. He was the better version of me that night. You know, his hair is probably combed better. Well, look, he was definitely wearing a better shirt than me. You know, you can't compare yourself to Zed Wad. Yeah, I know. You just have to compare yourself to AWOD yesterday. But, like, what are the chances of that? Do I need to, like, look for him now anytime I go to a bar? Before I speak I to would, him, I got to make sure Z Wad's not in the building? I would be leery. I would make sure, I would scan. And if he's in there, if you want to go for a hat trick, go for a hat trick. If he's in there, maybe just be like, fellas. Let's peace out. Yeah, yeah, right. This, right. this is just not my spot. Right, and then he's going to just follow me around. I hope know? not. I, that would be terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's just so random, too. It's like as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, well, that girl's not, she's not into me anymore. I mean, just such bad luck. Sorry, buddy. Such such bad luck. I have the worst luck. I just do. At least I, I always say. At least I put myself out there. Yes. You know, so many weekends. I, you know, I, I spend it just getting drunk with the boys. You come home and you know you watch Entourage. You know. Yeah. This time I was out till three a.m. Like three days in a row. I was trying. I was swinging for maybe, the fences. Maybe a little too much sauce. Maybe could it be? Maybe too much sauce. I told my friends. I say I lead the league in uh, striking out looking, where I just go up. And I don't even swing at the plate. I just stand there and I'm like, you know what? That thing's 90 miles an hour. It's coming right at me. I'm not going to swing. Yeah. And I strike out. This time, I at least I, sh- I struck out swinging this time. Okay. There might have been a couple foul, foul contacts here and there. You know? Good. Foul tips. Yeah. You're up there taking some cuts. Taking some cuts. a boy. Yeah. And the squirrels are back in town. You They're going to be up. taking cuts at the diamond this week. Hey, you find somebody, make connection. Be like, hey, I got squirrels tickets. Yeah. yeah. I got a good spot. I know. I, I Honestly, there was then a point. Then if po- the, is there. At the squirrels game, I know. Then I'm done. Now you really have a nemesis. There was a point Saturday night where I, where I was talking to this the you know blue shirt, blue jeans, where I I was convinced that she was my future wife. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. And then she went home with Zwad. You know. Mm. 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 Not well, gonna win them all. Still you know? a great vacay though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I feel great. You went out every night. Yeah. And then you know what? Monday, pool chilling all day. I shades did not, on. I, shades on. Tan on, you know, eczema crawling all over my skin. (laughs) All right. They have stuff for that, right? Or no? It doesn't go away. Oh, it doesn't? (laughs) At least not my case of of skin cancer. It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Talk some college football next on The Fan.